Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Faith enables us to forgive and forget. Now, just by naming those sons, we know he didn't have perfect faith. He struggled like any of us would. But the faith rose up. And when we're faithful, when we learn to, and you'll see this again, when we learn to forgive and forget, we become fruitful. If we remain with unforgiveness and bitterness, you will never be fruitful. And remember John 15, God's desire, fruit, more fruit, much fruit. It's no fun having to deal with a bitter person, is it? Especially if they claim to be a Christ follower. You might wonder how it is that God hasn't touched this aspect of their life because it sure doesn't draw people to God. When you read the story of Joseph, you might be amazed that he wasn't bitter against all the people who did him wrong or against God. But Pastor Mark will be teaching today that the key to Joseph's constantly tender heart was his trust in God. You'll find out that no matter what junk has happened to you, if you'll follow Joseph's example, you'll see God work great things in your life. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of this broadcast. Now here's Pastor Mark in Hebrews chapter 11 with his continuing study called The Faith of Joseph. We should be, wherever we are, as excellent as God can make us. As parents, as workers, as friends, as pastors, as servants. That represents God. A lazy Christian is an oxymoron, and it's a sadness to God. A mediocre Christian is a sadness to God. Now, none of us can be perfect, but we can be excellent in whatever skills and whatever ability we have. And this is what Joseph does. And eventually you'll see how God honors that and uses that. Now, while in prison, God ordains a very interesting situation. Pharaoh's baker and cupbearer are sentenced to prison. He got angry, sent them to prison. And who's there but Joseph? While there, God gives these two unbelievers a dream, and Joseph told them, That his God could interpret dreams. So Joseph says to the cupbearer, and he gives him the dream, remember me because you're the one that's going to be restored to favor. The baker, your head's going to be gone. You're done with. So he says to the cupbearer, now remember who told you the dream. So if you get there and Pharaoh hears then maybe I'll find a way back into the palace. Now, look at verse 23, and you'll see another test to Joseph's faith. Genesis 40, 23, look at there. Pharaoh's chief cupbearer, when he's restored, totally restored, 
However, forgot about Joseph, never giving him another thought. Now you say, well, Pastor Mark, was that like for a day or two? Skip over to Genesis 41 and look at verse 1. When two full years had passed, Pharaoh had a dream. He was standing by the Nile. This dream, you'll see in a few moments, is going to allow this cupbearer to go, Oh, man, I forgot about Joseph. Now think about this. Where is Joseph while he's waiting for those two years? He's in where? He's in prison. Two years. How do you think every morning when he got up, the enemy would say to him, Where's your God? Forgot about you, huh? What kind of a God is that? Every day. We don't really know what went on in his mind, but somehow Joseph was able to have enough faith in God to do what you want to write, which is very hard for all of us. Be patient and be faithful. God's timing's perfect. Some of you are here, your faith is being tested. You know God's going to come through with the right answer. But you don't like the circumstances. Well, Paul tells us in the book of Philippians, learn to be content wherever God has you. I've learned that early. I've never have a problem with that anymore myself. Because I'm your spiritual leader. How many know I'm having a little trouble right up here? Yeah, you wouldn't want to stand next to me. Well, of course we have trouble with that because we're impatient. We're all impatient. And yet this is two years. I'm not saying God's going to do that for you. It's not a word of prophecy, two years, Pastor Mark. But it is to learn to be patient and faithful because God's timing will be right. So just be encouraged, because this is the sovereignty of God. None of this is happening by accident. It isn't as if God got the timing wrong. No, this is faith that's being tested. And nothing else can grow it except patience. And that's exactly what's happening. So don't give up on God. He's for you. He's not against you. He'll bring the perfect solution to your problem. And you'll see that God will eventually orchestrate all of these circumstances that Joseph could have never imagined. And you will find the same thing in your life if you're just patient and just be faithful and trust God in your circumstances. Now, as God gave Pharaoh this dream, of course, none of his wise men could interpret it. That's when the cupbearer said, whoa. I remember a guy in prison. He was able to tell us a dream from God when nobody else could. So Joseph was brought to the palace, cleaned up, dressed up, went before Pharaoh. Now, after Joseph, through God's wisdom, shared the principle of this dream, we now see God honoring his patient faith. This series is about faith that pleases God. God. Now, go to Genesis 41, verse 38. Look what it says. So, as Joseph gives the dream, we'll kind of summarize it for you in a moment. Seven years of great harvest, 
and then seven years of worldwide famine. As Joseph gives this dream, watch what happens. So Pharaoh asked them, his leaders, can we find anyone like this man? I want you to underline this in the Bible if you've never had it there. One in whom is the spirit of God. If you had a grave marker, wouldn't you like that on your grave marker? Here lies somebody in whom the spirit of God was evident. The Spirit of God was evident. To a non-believer, he knew something special about Joseph. And it wasn't Joseph. It was the Spirit of Joseph's God. That's amazing to me. Now, verse 39. Then Pharaoh said to Joseph, Since God has made all this known to you. Now, why would Pharaoh say that? Because early on, Joseph said this. Now, I can't answer your dreams, but my God can. Make sure we're always promoting our God, not ourselves. Calvary Chapel is not the solution. The reason we celebrate it tonight is not numbers, but it's numbers of people that are worshiping, coming, hearing God, and coming to God. God just gave us this ability to have this church and do this. It's not about the church. It's about God. Remember in the day of Pentecost, there was no church. But we heard that 3,000 got saved. It wasn't Peter. I mean, Peter was used, but it was God. And so here Pharaoh knows he likes humility. And he says, since God has made all this known to you, there is no one so discerning as wise as you. Well, where did that wisdom come from? From the Spirit of God dwelling in us. The wisdom. How to do Life right. You and I have the Spirit of God. When Jesus said to his disciples, now I'm sending you out, then what did he do? He breathed on them the Holy Spirit. And one of the names for the Holy Spirit in the Old Testament is the Spirit of Wisdom. I need that. You need that. So look at what happened. He was so pleased that he appoints Joseph second in command. Under Pharaoh, the most powerful leader in the world at that time, administering this whole program of storing the grain for the famine that would come later. How did this happen? How did all this happen over those years? I want you to write it. Because sometimes this is a little cycle of life. Just begin to look back at your life. God, honor his faith from the pit, the most disastrous thing he could ever imagine about, to the prison unfairly, nothing fair about it, to second in command. Now, I could add a lot of things in there, but I didn't want you to write. The two years of forgetting, the honesty to say to Potiphar's wife, no. I mean, think God honored all of that. And where is he? Second most powerful man in the whole world under Pharaoh. From a pit, sold as a slave. How? God honored his faith. God is pleased with our faith. Now, go to Genesis 41. Look at verse 46. Joseph was 30 years old when he entered the service of Pharaoh, the king of Egypt. So, how long is that little cycle? That's a long time, isn't it? There's at least probably 12 or 13 years in there. That whole thing. And he's what? Still faithful to God. And Joseph went out from Pharaoh's presence and traveled throughout Egypt. Scoot down to verse 50. 
Now, before the years of famine came, two sons were born to Joseph by Asenath, daughter of Potiphera, priest of On. And Joseph named his firstborn Manasseh and said, It is because God has made me forget all my trouble and my father's household. And the second son he named Ephraim and said, It is because God has made me fruitful in the land of my suffering. I want you to write this. This is huge. Faith enables us to forgive and forget. Now, just by naming those sons, we know he didn't have perfect faith. He struggled like any of us would. But the faith rose up. And when we're faithful, when we learn to, and you'll see this again, when we learn to forgive and forget, we become fruitful. If we remain with unforgiveness and bitterness, you will never be fruitful. And remember John 15, God's desire, fruit, more fruit, much fruit. So there's a key for all of us. Now, scoot to 57. Now we come, verse 57, we come to the famine. The good years are gone. The grain has been stored. By the way, if you'd like to read, you can start, I forget where it was, somewhere around 38 in Genesis and go all the way. I just hadn't read all of those chapters, those 20-some chapters. Just read them together to refresh my mind. It's a great story. You'll enjoy it. It goes very easy, and you can just see God through it. So I'd encourage you to do it after you hear the study. Now, all the countries came to Egypt to buy grain from who? Joseph. Is that amazing? Is that amazing? From the pit to all the countries of the world. Because Joseph had a plan to store it. Wouldn't you like Joseph in Washington, D.C.? Praise God. (laughs) Because the famine was severe in all the world. So look at God's timing. His plan. He has Joseph sitting in the place of power in Egypt. God knew a famine was coming. God knew every country of the world is going to include who? Israel. God knew it was coming. So God orchestrated all of this to provide, not just for the people, but for the nation of Israel. You'll see it. And so Joseph looks back at God's faithfulness. I'm sure he did this many times. He begins to think to himself, he never could have orchestrated this. We kind of talked about that in pastor's staff. You know, it's a very unusual thing to have a large church like this, and we have never hired a pastor from outside of our church. That's impossible. God has always brought them in from other places, let them sit here for a year or two or five, raise them up through the school of ministry. Isn't that amazing? Now, when you sit back and look at your life, can you see how God's orchestrated all of it? Could I hear an amen somewhere out there from you? Or you're like, God didn't orchestrate anything in my life. Come on. Can you ever, five years ago, those of you that are new, five years ago, can you imagine you being here at Calvary Chapel five years ago? Not in your wildest imagination. 20 years ago, I can't imagine me being here. We're thinking in Hilton. Hey, we had 100 people today. This is unbelievable. It was. But look at what Joseph's seen. It's the sovereignty of God. By the way, God's plans for you, for the future, are just as good as his plans were for the past. He's still for us. He's not against you. Now, 
He's got you right where you need to be. And so I want you to write this down because you might be in the pit rather than the second in command. I don't know what's going on in your life, but I want you to write this down. Faith believes God is for us. Faith absolutely believes God's for you. You need to say that. And you'll be running across people that need counseling. You can just say to them, God is for you. He's not against you. If they disagree with that, have them read Romans 8 from 28 all the way to the end. They will understand that God is for them. Look at Galatians 6, 9. So let us not get tired of doing what is good at just the right time. May I include never our timing. We will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. Maybe you're like Joseph and go, well, this is, Pastor Mark, I, the only thing I heard you say tonight, life isn't fair. I agree with you. But you missed the second part. But God is good. Don't give up. Hang in there. God has a plan. He's not against you. He's for you. Doesn't matter the circumstances. Now, of course, as I said, this worldwide famine definitely affected Israel. Now, I'm going to go through this very quickly. Jacob sent his sons to Egypt to get food because of Israel's lack. This mission would require, I'll just kind of summarize it for you, to deal with Joseph. They didn't recognize Joseph when they were there, but Joseph began to recognize them. For time's sake, let me just kind of scoot through some things. Through a series of trips back and forth to the land of Israel, where cups were put in their bag, and they thought they were going to end up being killed. They're all going to go in the prison. They had to go back and forth to face Joseph. Again, they never knew this was their brother, and Joseph was doing it. And all of a sudden, they end up in a wonderful banquet. And as they're in the banquet, the sons are all set in order by age. And they're going, how did that happen? Who is this guy? Well, it goes on and on and on. And Joseph finally again sends them on their way, but arranges for money and a silver cup to be put in all of their bags. And then the guys come out and say, well, you've stolen whatever. And they, they plead for a release. And eventually they come back and it touched Joseph's heart. So I want you to go to Genesis 50 and watch all of that that happened over a period of time. The brothers are panicked out of their mind. They can't figure how they're going to please their father at home. And they don't know what they're going to do with the land. They're being accused of all kinds of things. Look at Genesis 50, verse 18. And his brothers then came and threw themselves down before him because there was money in their bags and the silver cups, which they were accused of stealing. They didn't do that. Joseph had his servants hide it in their bags. And they threw themselves down before them, and they said, we are your slaves. They threw themselves down before him. Do you remember the dream? But Joseph said to them, you got what's coming to you. How would you have worded it? No, notice what he says. Don't be afraid. Am I in the place of God. If you're 12 years into that situation and you haven't forgiven, how many of you know bitterness would have destroyed Joseph from the inside? And none, none of the brothers would have ever known it. And God would have never raised him up to the place. You won't hear from God. Come on. You're going to interpret a dream? 
with the sin of bitterness and anger and revenge rolling through you? Never. So understand how amazing that faith in God was. He learned to forgive and he learned to forget. We all have trouble. Joseph learned it. So Joseph said to them, don't be afraid. Am I in the place of God? This is amazing. You've heard it if you know the story. You intended to harm me, which they did. But God intended it for good to accomplish what is now being done, the saving of many lives. I don't have time. It's another whole weeks and weeks and weeks of teaching. You can picture many things in the Bible comparing Joseph and Jesus, what they went through. Just look at that verse 20 for a second. You intended hard for me, but God intended it for good to accomplish what is now being done, the saving of many lives. What did the cross do? The saving of many lives. It was always God's plan from the beginning. It didn't look good through the whole situation. The disciples couldn't get it. The rulers thought they got rid of them. But God had a plan. St. Joseph realizes it. You meant it for bad, but God had a plan for the saving of many lives. Now, Romans chapter 12 tells us never to take revenge into our own hands. Romans chapter 12 says, let God settle the revenge part out. God knows how to settle all that stuff out. You just let God handle it. See, you're going to be hurt. If you've lived 20 years, you've already been hurt many times. You'll get hurt in the church. You'll get hurt at work. You'll get hurt with families. You have to let God settle that all out. Now, it's important to notice that Joseph didn't overlook something. He knew what the brothers had intended to do to him. It wasn't like a mistake. He absolutely knew it. What he's really doing is speaking the truth. Ephesians 4.15. He's really speaking the truth, what? In love. What he's really saying is, you didn't do right by me. You didn't do it. No, he's not saying it like that. He said, you didn't do right by me. You intended to harm me, but God overruled you. Nothing wrong with speaking the truth in love. By the way, did they know it? Oh, they knew it. All through this thing, they're thinking, God's getting back at us. God knew what we do. They were guilty all those years because they lied to their father. Oh, somebody killed Joseph, your favorite son. Sorry, here's the coat. It's full of blood. All those years, they were miserable because they weren't right with God. Now, remember this principle from Paul. He gives us amazing principles. Paul would say this after working with God many years. Paul says this, Philippians, I haven't arrived yet. Anybody here arrived? None of us has arrived. So Paul says, I haven't arrived, but I'm not, I'm not satisfied with my spiritual growth. So I'm moving on toward maturity. But he said, by moving on toward maturity, you maybe you remember this teaching. By moving on to maturity, I have to leave some things behind. In today's teaching, Pastor Mark talked about working with excellence, even when the situation's not the one you'd prefer. You heard how Joseph worked really hard and well. God blessed him wherever he was. God also blessed Joseph's masters because of Joseph's diligence. You were reminded that even though life's not always fair, God is always good. You don't have to wait to hear another message from Lessons for Living. 
Visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com to access our archive of messages on various topics and books of the Bible. Subscribe to our podcast as well to receive updated teachings as soon as they're made available. We're so glad you joined us today and we'd love to connect with you. Feel free to contact us with your questions and prayer requests at 866-779-3441. That's 866-779-3441. Pastor Mark will wrap up this message, The Faith of Joseph, next time. He'll be talking about what the Bible has to say about forgiveness. You'll learn what forgiveness is and what it isn't. You'll be warned against becoming bitter over wrongs done to you. You'll be shown through the life of Joseph that bad things happen to everyone. How they handle them will determine how their life goes. Well, that's all the time we have for today's broadcast. From all of the production team here at Lessons for Living, we want to say thank you for tuning in. And may God bless you. And together, let's do life right. in a hurry.